Welcome to the show. It's your host, Rick Cage. This is episode 202, and it is the season finale of season 15. Today, we have a very special guest, and I, uh, really special. So I, I met this man via the IG. I slid in his DMs uh, very smoothly. Very smoothly. I got For a say. while. And um, he is a producer for MSG and ESPN, and he's on the very popular morning show, which is one of my favorite shows. Uh, DPHO and Rothenberg in the morning from ESPN. Ray Santiago, ladies and gentlemen. Ray, welcome to Yo, the show. Appreciate you having me. Do man. you? Uh, uh, is it Ray or Raymond? Which one is Yo, there you know, a preference? You know, you know, it's weird because I always get Ray and I always get Raymond, and I never really had a preference. Whatever you want to call me, like really? as long as it's not outside my name, I'm straight. Like so. I'm Ricardo and Rick. I kind of like lean towards Rick because it's much easier, you know. Right. Like, as long as it's easy, like it, it's <laughs> it's all good. But I, I, you know. Um, being Latino, you you yeah. used to uh, you hear your name short mm -hmm. all the time, and then when you when you when it's in a negative tone, yeah, like if if you were trouble with your mom, <laughs> so if Raymond, it, if you were in trouble, it was Raymond, and I'm pretty oh. sure you have a middle name. Let's Raymond, go, Raymond Andres Santiago. Ricardo Antonio, ven aquí. Okay, okay. So what, what does mom call you? Does she call you Raymond or she calls no, you Raymond? No, oddly enough, they, they because I just told you my middle name is Andres. Yeah. It's after my grandfather. Um, oh, you got so. the really Latino thing where they call you Andres at home. Well, no, no, no. They don't oh. even they don't even go Andres. They call they called me Andy, Andy growing up. They called me Andy growing oh, up, bro. I figured, <laughs> like, like, I figured it out immediately. Yeah. So so, so and and like you know that that's still something that members of the family call me. Like I'm older. Yeah. Like it. it I don't really kind of fit, but like I, mm. I let them, I let them do that because you know what am I gonna, I'm, I'm gonna tell my aunts that they can't call me that. You know? it's, it's gonna cause you some problems because when you meet someone and uh, you're dating someone, you'll be like, yeah, I'm Ray. You come to the family reunion, everybody's calling you Andy. Did you lie to me, Raymond? <laughs> Did you tell me your wrong name? That's a true story. That actually has happened. <laughs> that has happened. It has? Like after the fact, you're going like, what's this Andy? Like. That, that's just what the family nickname. You don't have a family nickname. I thought that was a, that was another common thing with Latinos. Like they have a, a nickname at the house. Because mm -hmm. on my mom's side of the family, everyone got called a name that was not their name. Exactly. Oh, so go ahead. So my, my mom, they call Rudy or mm -hmm. Tita. Mm -hmm. uh, her her brother was Juan. They called Tito. Mm -hmm. uh, older older brother Rafael, mm -hmm. but they call him Papi. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> no, like, I, I got you. Go ahead. Okay. I'm gonna go down I, my list. Uh, I'm trying to see who else who else had a weird name. But you know stuff stuff like that down the line. Like, it didn't happen on my dad's side, the Puerto Rican side as much. But like on, on the Dominican side, like so. Give me the, the PR side. I, I have a soft spot for mm -hmm. Puerto Ricans. So give me the PR. What do they call your dad? I they probably have a nickname for him. Though. No, no, they, they call my dad Raymond because Raymond. I, I'm named okay. my first so name after dad. They can't so, call you Raymond. Well, that, well that's the all. thing. Like, like I got I got pictures of like birthday cakes when I'm a baby and stuff. It's like Little Ray on it, and I guess they just didn't like saying Little Ray. So now, Little now we, Ray. So so they started calling me Andy <laughs> on that side too. And that's just kind of how it goes, man. So I deal so, with it. I'm going to give you the nicknames. Here we go. I got an uh, uncle named Jose. They call him Gomita. <laughs> so, all right. Actually, that's, that's another one. Because I had, a, I had a, a, the oldest uncle on my mm -hmm. mom's side was named Jose. Because mm -hmm. that was my other grandfather's name. They said so he was the firstborn. They named him Jose. Never in my life until I was in high school that I hear somebody call that man Jose. I yeah. They call him Pascual. And I always thought that was that his was name. That was his name. <laughs> so, I got a couple of those. So I got a I got an uncle named Rafael. They call him my thing. My thing is his middle name. <laughs> my godmother, her name is Petronila. I'm gonna say that one one more time. Petronila, Petronila. and they call Petronila. her China. China. 
And uh, my aunt, well, this one's very common. My aunt Isabel, they call her Chavela, which is Chavela is the nickname for Isabel. So, yeah, um, my grandmother's name is Ana, and they call her Nena. And my grandmother, Ana, has two cousins, Pipi and Kaka. Not <laughs> Yo, making that real? shit up. <laughs> Not <laughs> making that shit Yo. up. So when we were younger, we're sitting around, and my grandmother's telling the story about Pipi and Kaka. She's like, oh, you know, se murió Pipi, this and this and that. So my Aunt Candida, which they call Juandi, my Aunt Candida says, oh, y Kaka, like joking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kaka se murió hace año atrás, this and this and that. And we're all laughing, like, really? These are the nicknames? And then Candida was like, I'm not going to ask about Trudia. I'm going to just leave it right there. <laughs> So, yeah, we share. I, I get it. I get it. So, I'm going to call you, Ray. Makes it easier for I the show. I appreciate it. So, you, your, your dad's Puerto Rican, your mom's Dominican. Yes, sir. What was that like growing up? Because, you know, there was like that brother, rival, brother sitting right You know, every, everyone got something to say about that, man. Mm. And, I know you're, and I know your audio man over here. My producer, <laughs> he, Kamas, he, also. Kind of, it's like he, yeah. he, he understands. Like, people always got something to say. Oh, you Puerto Rican and Dominican. Mm -hmm. Your parents must fight a lot. Or, mm -hmm. or, like, it must be a war at your house. Like, bro, like. It, I feel like my, my upbringing is not any different than anybody <laughs> else's, like on the Puerto Rican side or the Dominican side. The only time things get tense when it came to being Puerto Rican or Dominican is when they met up in the World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic. When they, when they had the championship. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad for my dad that time because DR won all three games, bro. <laughs> like, but Puerto Rico was, like, Puerto was, Rico, Puerto was Rico, coming. Puerto Rico was... I, I actually was cheering. I was cheering for PR that year because that team with that team Baez, was fun. Yeah. Lindor... Uh, what's the other shortstop that he's amazing, but he went to Minnesota and he's Correa, Correa, Carlos Correa, and then and then Edwin Diaz, guy, underrated Puerto Rican player, I really like a lot. Eddie Rosario from the Eddie Braves. Rosario, I, I liked him. Yeah. So I, I've always liked Puerto. I liked Rican Angel players. Pagan too. I enjoyed him. Like he he, he wasn't Pagan a great was player, a but, but like he was he was like an easy dude to root for. You know, so favorite guy that I enjoyed watching. So when I was younger. I watched the Yankees a lot, so I was kind of a Yankee fan. Was Bernie Williams? That was my guy, my absolute favorite player. Like any any ball player that that I ever got to see, because mm -hmm. every like the real like the goat is Roberto Clemente. But mm -hmm. but like the players that I got to see, my favorite player was Bernie Williams, bro. When he like everyone talks about all oh, core four, all this like yeah. y'all understand one one. Why Bernie, Bernie was there. wasn't in one, there? One yeah. Bernie was there first. Yes. First, <laughs> second. Him my, and Jorge. So, so, second. My man was the cleanup hitter on the greatest team of all time. Think about that. The you don't talk about that. Not the 98 yeah. team, but he was the cleanup hitter. The, the mid-90s, all the way through the 96, 97, 98, 99. The clean, number four hitter was always number 51. And my man had, until Manny Ramirez went crazy when they expanded the playoffs, mm -hmm. my man had the home run record for the postseason for years. For a while, yeah. For years. People don't talk about that, man. I feel like he's not, I'm not is he a Hall of Fame player. Probably not. Like, he probably ain't ever going to get in. But because he doesn't have enough of the numbers. But my man at his peak, gold glove, batting title, mm -hmm. he was nice. He was that dude. So I'm going to say something right now. Yankee fans might get mad at me. A lot of people say, when my son grows up, hey, look at Derek, that's the type of player you want to be. I'm not going to say that. Nah. I'm going to say, hey, look at Bernie. Look how Bernie carried himself. Part of the reason that started this, me moving away from the Yankees was, the way they let go of Bernie. Bernie wanted to come back. Mm -hmm. He was willing to be that fourth outfielder, but he really he wanted was. to start. He was. Yeah. 
and they pushed him out. Jorge Posada got pushed out. Alex Rodriguez got pushed out. Different reasons for Alex Rodriguez. No, different though, reasons, but, but him and yeah. Mark had mm-hmm. very similar numbers, Mark Teixeira. Mm-hmm. Mark was allowed to stay and play. A-Rod got pushed out immediately, and they were having a very similar season. So I just started seeing the way the office operated with black and Latino players. I, I get it, yeah. And I, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable with it. And then my mom, she's always been a Mets fan. She always raved about the Mets and all this stuff. And I always loved Pedro. So when Pedro <laughs> became a Met, it kind of sealed it for me. Like, Yo, hey, I I get it because when Pedro came to the Mets, and again, I'm not I'm not a Met fan, but yeah. I do I do kind of enjoy when the, the Mets energy. are successful. Like, like, but because when when Pedro came to the Mets, it he became a lot more likable to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I used to hate him, bro. And like, then it was like, him, Carlos, like, Beltran. Yeah, that team was Delgado, fun. That team was fun. Jose Reyes. David Wright, I'll, I'll take so it. So you you totally right about that. They seem to embrace that culture a little bit more mm-hmm. in, in Flushing. So that's out, why I out. was like, all right, you know, I, I'm a Knicks fan just like you. I've suffered all my life. You know, the Yankees won four championships. Well, five. five I'll, I'll count yeah. the A-Rod one. In my lifetime, you know, I, I've seen enough winning. Let me, let me root for an underdog. Let me really invest my fandom into it. Because I took time before I made this adjustment and i still feel i made the right choice even though i respect it how old were you at the time though because uh, i was in college i did see the world series against the phillies i was there's photos of me wearing yankee hats and yankee jerseys um i i was all about it it just i the bernie thing left a sour taste in my mouth really sour and bernie didn't come back for a couple i can understand it well well think bernie didn't retire until like Almost ten years later, mm-hmm. like and my, and my man was like, and he was not willing to play for any other team. And he's got offered a lot you know, of money, you, Boston, yeah. Tampa. Yeah, yeah, I always come back to like what the, that year he became a free agent, mm-hmm. and like he he was gonna sign with Boston, bro. Boston was gonna sign Bernie. They Wade's were going and I was prepared hard. for it, bro. My heart was about to break over that. Like, damn, bro, they really gonna let Bernie Williams sign with 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 freaking Boston, bro? Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna happen, and then like at the last minute, like he he like. Like I guess the story goes, he went to the stadium and he, he took a look around. He's like, "Nah, man, I don't want to leave. I want to be a Yankee." So like h- him and Cashman came to an agreement. At the Brian Cashman is real popular uh, these days. I know. Yeah. And listen, he ain't popular with me either. So <laughs> if you listen to the I show feel like lately, he's I built I, a career on something he didn't put too much into. And and, th- and that's what we keep like kind of forgetting. I've been, you know, this this week's a lot of topics have been like, "Oh, well, they ain't had a, you know a down season since '92," which I barely remember because you yeah. know I was like seven years old at the time. I remember like, those. But, yeah, yeah. But but like you know something. To remember, Brian Cashman wasn't the GM in 1992, man. That was that was a Bob Watson, Stick Michael type of thing yeah. going on. And, and the four, Gene they were Michael, all drafted. Four, four. Yeah, the, that was all genes. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Cashman came in, and I think in '98, right? He, well, he was he was like the assistant. He was like the assistant, yeah. And then Bob Watson stepped away, like I'm done, I'm good. We we won, I'm good, I'm straight. And, and they made and him. Cashman's GM. been GM ever since. So he's and nobody's even come close. The closest dude to him in terms of tenure, just they, they just fired him in Chicago with the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Williams and um, Rick Hahn. Mm-hmm. Like n- now, the second t- tenure guy is not even close. My thing, he, 2009 is the only championship you could accredit rightfully so to him. And I also, my last point, what really pushed me over the edge was how they treated Jeter when he became a free agent. I'm always 
I've always been a, not a Jeter hater, but I've always been very critical of him. So I didn't believe he deserved, you know, like five-tool player money because Jeter never gave you the power. But the what you didn't get in the power, you got in the clutchness and you got in the no doubt. the professionalism. Nothing but, like, it's just like Michael and Kobe. I didn't root for them when they played, but after they retire, you have to give those guys hats off, full respect. The way Jeter carried himself, and the guy really had to, and they did it this offseason with um, Judge. Jeter really was like, you guys are not going to pay me what I've earned already. And, and, and it's crazy because, like, you know, their their angle is always like, oh, well, we can't justify giving that type of contract. Like, okay, if you want a salary cap sport, mm-hmm. that argument works. Like, if you're doing that in the NFL, you're doing that in the NBA, NHL, all right, you got a point. Yeah, there's no salary cap in baseball, bro. <laughs> you could pay anybody whatever you want. Yeah, you got yeah. to dip into the luxury tax, but yeah. that wasn't a thing back then. Like, like they, mm-hmm. they could have afforded to give Derek Jeter whatever he I wanted. I mean, it's Derek fucking Jeter. So, and I'm not a Yankee fan. I go into that meeting. So, Derek, uh, four world championships. Uh, you're a free agent now. We know you don't want to go anywhere else. What's your number? This is our number. Let's meet. And, and you know, like, he never got over that. You no, he, you he, could see like, it in the documentary. It kind of like made it like, and the guy gave you everything, and and literally the, my, broke his body for you, bro. For you specifically, and I, I've I've never been like a hardcore fan. I don't. I, I think he was. If you take him out of the Yankees, the Yankees give him more of a. They make him a bigger star than what he is. But if you put him somewhere else, he's still an all star player. He's still a three thousand. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So. I just I didn't like that, so that's why I moved me away from that. That that really is. So that's why so, I'm a mess fan. So, so I hope Kaba understands a, me a little bit better. Oh, in a roundabout way, man, because like you know, some certain people I work with, and I don't know how many other shows on the station you listen to. I listen to a couple, yeah. Right, so you, you listen to the K Show, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I met show. Michael a couple you, times. You, yeah, you, yeah. Did you meet Don LaGreca? I haven't met yeah, Don. I, I, he would call you a fraud. He was straight. <laughs> up, he would straight up call you a fraud for, for doing wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. But who's the guy with the devil's tattoo on his leg? That's Don LaGreca. Okay, oh, thank you. Thank I, you. I'm going to tell you, though. Thank you. Thank you. His his he works for the Rangers like now. He's a Rangers fan. <laughs> exactly. So he can't exactly. call me that. So, But <laughs> my thing is, I, I wasn't just like, you know, you got to be 21 to drink. I wasn't old enough to make a sound decision. <laughs> Every person in my family was a Yankee fan except for my cousin Desiree. So I went and they, I grew up in Washington Heights. That's right across, you know, and everybody around me was a Boston fan because they were Dominican. And my family always rooted for the Yankees. My grandmother's favorite player is Derek Jeter. My cousin, diehard Yankee fan, works for the front office now. Um, so I was a Yankee fan. But then I decided to make a sound decision. I, I decided what what I what I felt better for. Oh, man, and said, I've always I, I been possessed the maturity or the mental capabilities to root for the proper team. I wish I team could use that then. excuse. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know I was like, shit, man, I got the Wilpons as owners. This is gonna be a terrible run, but yeah, that, it is what I, it I'm is. gonna give you credit. You made that decision at a mm-hmm. time that you probably like. I don't know, man. This was just off the 2009 championship, and I was like, because A Rod's always been my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some stuff, yes, he deserves the heat on, but I don't think he still gets the proper respect for the stuff that he did on the field. 
the guy, if he would have played shortstop a couple I more think times. Every, I think everyone agrees about A-Rod that he's one of the most talented players, and he didn't need to do any of that extra <laughs> stuff. Naturally. But, 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 but he, like, similar to Barry Bonds, kind of probably felt pressure to do so. And, and, he, and, 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 you know, like we talked about Jeter. Like, the reason, like, Jeter succeeded is because I don't think Jeter really cared what people thought. He just kind of did what he did. Went about for, it. For, for A-Rod, as nice as he was, he cared about people liking him. He wanted people to like he did. him. And, he did. And Same he, with LeBron. Yeah. It's the uh, trauma syndrome. Father wasn't involved. Mm -hmm. They really wanted to be liked and loved by the public. But that's why I respect, I'm an A-Rod fan, but I respect Jeter a thousand percent more because he had a ton of pressure and the guy delivered. And that's all I'm going to say about the Yankees right there. So what what got you into producing, Ray? Well, like, you produce for uh, MSG and ESPN. Right. What got you into that? Like, is that something you wanted to do or you wanted to be a ball player? Because your dad's well, well, Puerto Rican, your mom's Dominican. That's Well, I'll, I'll tell you straight up, I wasn't good enough to be a ball player. <laughs> I can tell you that straight up. That wasn't even close. But but my, my thing I played in, in, in school was football. I played mm -hmm. football. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I do. When I was, uh, like, sophomore, junior year, I probably weighed, like, 150. <laughs> I needed to grow. Like so, I I probably I weighed like one fifty like that sophomore year. Like I needed I needed to put some time. You needed a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Weight on you. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I didn't realize it. I said I'm big enough. I'm straight. Like and and I never got hurt. Like like I didn't. Oddly enough, I didn't have like a real injury until like my senior year, and that and it was like a freak injury. Like I dislocated my shoulder, and that kind of like stuck with me like my whole senior year. But like other than that, I never had any like real like. One of those bad ones because it. It, it, once you do it once, yeah, like well, it well, well, occur like, like anytime I was doing anything, man, like I was, I'd be playing like basketball, so, so like I block a shot and like it would, it would, it would shift. Mm -hmm. I was like a bitch, bro, when that happened. Like, so for the longest time, I dealt with that. I never, never got it taken care of, but like I found like, like getting stronger, like strengthening the muscle around it, just doing like exercise over the years, it doesn't really happen anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, you were one fifty. But, but, but okay, That's not when the injury happened. I, oh. was, I was probably I was probably like one seventy five, one eighty at that by that point. But like you know, like just just trying to stay healthy. But <laughs> that's that's all it comes down to. But like I always thought, like oh maybe I could go go play football. That wasn't gonna happen. So straight up, um, like in high school, I decided like yeah, I want to get into broadcasting. We we uh we had like a little broadcast thing at the high school, but I wasn't really involved. What high that. school did you go to in Jersey? Uh, Perth Amboy High. Okay. So I'm 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 from Amboy. I grew up in Amboy. Uh, I lived there for twenty some years. My my folks are still there. Both my mom and my dad. Uh, oh, he's a Yankee fan. He's Jersey guy. <laughs> not not for nothing. There was a lot of Met fans with around us too. It's odd because my dad's a Met fan. But your dad's a Met fan. But, 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 I love your I love your you dad even you, more now. You, but you know what's crazy? That's why Dave loves him. But you know what's crazy? My yeah. dad grew up in the Bronx, bro. Wow. Yeah. My my dad grew up like. 20 blocks from the stadium. <laughs> like, he used, so he used to cut up? school and go to opening day. So, t so because the I'm the a Mets fan. I cut school to go to the 96 parade. But how'd your dad end up being a... Uh... The story he gives me is that the Mets and and he have the same birth year. The Mets were 1962. My, my mom and my dad were both born in 1962. Uh, he was seven years old when they he made the first... He was around for 86. Yeah. He was around 69. Back. Yeah, yeah, but, but but like you know, so he kind of just fell in love with the you gotta believe and all that stuff. So he became a Met fan. He still he still like roots for the Yankees in his way, but the Mets the Mets and the Yankees meet each other. He's all Mets. He's so all Mets. Which mom's allegiance lies? 
I think mom just wants the, who, whoever makes us happy. Oh, <laughs> I feel yeah. like she's in that type of situation. <laughs> I, I never seen mom root openly, except for, again, World Baseball Classic when, <laughs> when DR, DR was taking it to yeah. PR. She was, she, she, was, she was talking her shit for that one. I mean, I don't know if you've been to a game in DR. There's nothing Yo, like Yo, I want it. to so bad. I, I, actually, you know what? Been to a few games. I'm an Aguilucho fan. Well, well, well see, if, if I had a team, it would be yeah. them. It would be them. It would so be the Aguilas. Because okay. because that that but that's why I'm excited because you saw like in November mm-hmm. they got them playing Lisea at mm-hmm. at City Field. So I'm yes. trying to see if I can I'm trying to see if I can hit that up at some point at one of those games. I'm definitely um, gonna try to go to that one. I I in I November, think they got Lisey and, and, and Las Aguilas are playing in City Field, bro. We gotta like the go. twelfth November <laughs> November twelfth to November fourteenth, I think. We gotta so, go. There's yeah. a couple things. There's also the John Jones fight at MSG that I wanna see. John's probably one of my favorite fighters of all time, and he's finally going to defend his belt here in MSG. It might be his last fight, so I have to go to that. And that's another thing I have marked off. So, yeah, yeah, Magi last We guy. sure that's his last fight, though? It might we be. Sure? If he beats Stipe, it's his last fight, for sure. For sure, 100%. I don't think he'll legacy he now, cemented. He's 30. He's got to be 35, 36, 37. Legacy cemented. Was, you beat the greatest heavyweight of all time. There's no way he's... He's, huh? he's 36, 36, yeah. Damn. I thought he was older, man. There's no way he's going to – I mean, the guy's the youngest uh, light heavyweight champion of all time still. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, if you go to – going back, go to a baseball game in DR, your grandmother will be out there yelling and cussing at the players that – Oh, yeah, no insane. doubt, no doubt. insane. There's cheerleaders. But, but Instead of beer, there's Brugal. It's just – it's amazing. But, but Because I, I see those games on TV from mm-hmm. time to time. Like, there were a lot of nights where I'd be late working at the station, and we get any kind of sporting event, like on the TVs in there. So I would get the winter ball, bro. Mm-hmm. I'll get the Leo Dominicana in there all mm-hmm. the time. So I, I'd be seeing all the games that they're like, bro – that looks like so much fun. They drinking, they partying. One. They got cheerleaders <laughs> up in there. They have cheerleaders like, over the dugout. It's just yo, the noise like, is insane. Everybody's into and, the game. And, and I keep telling like, bro, if they had some of that stuff here, bro, like, it, it uh, just, oh, baseball's boring. How can we make baseball more? Or like, just do, watch do the do world baseball classic. Do some class. of the stuff we do in the Caribbean, bro. <laughs> do some of that. Watch the world baseball <laughs> classic. So if, if you wouldn't be producing shows, what would you be doing at, at this point? Eventually. That's a good question, man. Because I've actually, I, honestly, I've been doing this for so long now. Like I just, re- like I, dude, I've been with ESPN fifteen years. Fifteen. I came 20. out of, like almost straight out of school, and and like I didn't, I wasn't working full time with them right away. I was doing like ten hours a week. Uh, I was doing side Getting jobs. Like like I I, I worked for a bunch of different companies. I worked for uh, NBC. I was doing when they first got Football Night in America, Sunday Night Football. Oh, that's not. I oh yeah, doing, I worked for. Well, well no. While I was doing that, I was in NBC. You know. Well, well no, because it, it wasn't like a consistent job. I would mm-hmm. just come in like once a week. I help out with like the the editing and the highlight packages. Like it was just something to help me get by. I would do some freelancing here and there. I actually substitute taught for a while, like back in my hometown. Interesting. Uh, not really, bro. Like, let me, t- let me tell you something. If I could do, go back and do certain things, bro, I would not. Bro, my respect to anybody who in became, a teacher, who became yeah. a teacher. My mom just retired. She's, she's, she wasn't a teacher. She was the – she managed the office at, mm-hmm. at the middle school. Damn, boy, bro. And, like, the reason she's retiring now instead of a few years down the road, she's fed up. She's done, bro. Like, she's like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, the, the, the administrators get, like – Mm-hmm. They they make it real hard for the teachers, bro, to to have any sort of. I mean, teachers are always trying to do GoFundmes to get supplies and stuff like that. So yeah, but 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 not but not even, even that. The but curriculum just like, is but dictated. But just having some sort of control, man. Yeah. Like like you 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 can't say anything to these kids, bro. Like I I don't know, but I guess it's because parents every time trying to be friends, man. 
trying to be their kid's friends. Like, like you know, your, your kid don't need a friend right now. You, you, your he kid, needs a parent. Your kid, he needs a parent. Yeah. Like, he, your kid could be your friend when they're an adult. Mm-hmm. It was like, like and, and, you know, when you're a kid, you don't understand that. You're like, well, why are you, you know, why, why are you telling me this? Like, uh, you, mm. you don't like to be told what to do by your parents. I get it. Believe me, I know. But, like, you know, now that I'm an adult, I understand what my mom and my dad were trying to do. I comprehend my mother a lot more now. I have two children. She raised four by herself, so it's a different type of respect. So let's talk about the show, um, uh, DPH on Rothenberg, which I believe is probably one of the top four, top five talk shows, sports talk shows all time. Already? Already. I think the chemistry between... Uh, Dave and Rick is phenomenal. I think the fact that Dave is borderline psychotic with his fandom and, and Rick being an athlete, a former athlete, um, of his caliber, like he was number one prospect. Yes, he was. Got the first pick. People thought, you know, Rick was going to be like the greatest goalie of all time. Things don't always pan out that way. Um, and then just you and RJ, throw you and RJ in that mix, and the chemistry you four have. I dare say, and Michael Caver pulls in cargo shorts. One day, Don was ripping on him, Don LaGreca, and I called in and I said, Michael, don't worry. I proposed in a Beatles short, a Beatles shirt, and cargo shorts as well. So I got his back on certain things, but I think you guys are way better than that. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I Peter feel, K and Rosenberg. I, I feel like we we. We haven't hit our stride yet because we're still kind of figuring things out. You're right. But like, but so like the chemistry, what you guys got, it's only a matter of time before ESPN says, hey, I mean, you're, you're probably number one. I don't know what the numbers are, but morning wise. Num- numbers are a weird animal, man, because like we, we, <laughs> we look we, we look at the numbers and like they're, they're not necessarily where we'd like them to be. Mm. And they're probably not going to be where because, you know, this is this is New York. First of all, and, and you gotta understand, like, like the demographics is what they well, who are. Would, people, who people who are, are we set, listening to? But, if we're not listening to the NR. Well, here's the thing, like that you listen. If you're listening to sports, mm-hmm. you, you listen to sports. It, you got two choices. You got us, or you, or you got the other show. I think it's Boomer and Geo, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so and it, that's not and, and, something and, and, and I want to hear. But, but like the stuff that's popular in New York is always gonna be like, okay, well, the Breakfast Club, the, the Breakfast Club, popular. Uh, Hot 97s with Ebro is always going to mm-hmm. be popular in the morning. Barcelona de la Mañana, that's always going to be popular, bro. Barcelona, like, yeah. So, like, you know, things like that's that's where eyeballs is going to go. There's there's so much competition already in this town. We're brand new, bro. <laughs> like, like we, we just stepped into this. It, it used to be a whole other show in that slot, and it was a different animal. Mm-hmm. For, for, like, 20 years, Mike and Mike was, was running that, and they yes. did okay. And they yes. did okay, but not, but not to, like, what, what you wanted for, for drive time in New York. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, change. I love we- Mike and Mike, watched mm-hmm. them for years. I still think DNR, if you never listen, now Dan Graza, when he's in there, I, I kind of, I'll listen for a bit, I'll turn off, I'll turn back <laughs> on, I'll turn off, I'll turn back That's on. That's my dude, bro. <laughs> but if you listen to, uh, when Dave and Rick are there, and RJ and Ray are there, just listen to an episode. It's a good, I got to tell you, it's a good combo, like you said, because Dave is a borderline psychopath, and, and Rick Did knows you? Rick knows how to push the button. Give me an example so of Dave's fandomhood. Just a, just a wild example. And let's just like, say okay, Giants, because well, I think what, he's crazy what, what over do you the want? Giants. The, the, the kid that was a Cowboys fan that he wouldn't let ride in his car unless he took the hat off. 
Uh, <laughs> he disappeared two days. He, he disappeared like after they lost the Super Bowl. Like he just he just no, not the Super Bowl. I think when they lost to San Francisco on that crazy even, ending. It wasn't even a Super Bowl. Wasn't even a Super Bowl. I think it was when they lost on that crazy ending to San Francisco in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like he disappeared for for, for a few two days. days. For two days. Like he checked the he ch man checked into a hotel and everything, bro. <laughs> like, Didn't even want to see his wife. He spent he spent like ten G's to go to the Super Bowl when they lost to Baltimore that one year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he went off the deep end when they lost that game, and then he uh, took a loan out to go to the Super Bowl. So that, that, that's, that was that, it. That, that, that was, was the one. He took oh a loan out God. for that. Um, uh, he apparently threw a, tre a treadmill through a window one time because <laughs> they had lost. There's a there's a famous story facts. about like he was uh, he took like medication to fly because he 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 couldn't handle like the flying. He still he does. The, like and so um, it was after the Giants had lost to the Cowboys. On top of that. And like he just kind of went off the deep end, like did, did crazy, thing, but he did crazy thing. Like did he poured like vinegar on his wedding DVD, bro. <laughs> like, wow. This none of this is made up, by the way. No, this, this is, is this is this all is factual. This is all factual. I've confirmed. I've confirmed it with, with his wife. I've confirmed this with Sherry. She she says this stuff all happened. <laughs> like, wow. I always tell this lady, like, you must be some sort of saint. Like, and Rick is just a guy that played hockey. But he's not athlete. just the guy that play hockey because and he, 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 he hang out with him. He his seems like brain he's works in a, in a, in, a, in a different way than people like he he's quick like I, like he's yes. And I think he would actually be good as a general manager on a team because probably he has a good he probably would be actually he probably has he's a good, got good he's ideas. got a good sense of the game. He not, does not just not just hockey, but my dude no, like and he studies. He does and I'm talking homework. about baseball. But, but, and Rick's but, but, not. But he does his homework, bro. Yeah. Like he really like he he knows the ins and outs of baseball, football. Hockey, of course, mm -hmm. but even the NBA, like to, but like he 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 does nothing but obviously when he's spending time with his kids and, and coaching and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But like in his spare time, like he's reading up on all these statistics, so he'll have all this stuff that he needs to talk about almost any subject, and 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 he he is hungry for any sort of information you can give him. Mm -hmm. He he'll ask he'll ask me or RJ to like research. Hey, can you get me this? Like get me like the, uh, such Aaron Judge's. Uh, OPS in the, in like the last fifteen games. I just want to see something. Like he'll bring, he'll bring that back in an argument, like right away, like boom, like uh, and again, like not just that stuff, but like like I said, he knows how to push Rothenberg's buttons, mm -hmm. and he he also like just because he's he's a little bit on the I don't want to say zany because I feel like that's like a, a overused word, but like his brain works differently than normal people. Like he he still sometimes think he's in, he's in the locker room. Rick is and a rock star. Legit. That's a good. That's a good. That's anybody a good that yeah. tunes into the radio, st the radio show in the morning would want to hang out with Rick. No doubt about it. Everyone 100%. loves that guy. And when we first started getting him on the air, like that's all we heard from people. Like, oh, I, I was a Rangers fan. I hated your ass, but I love you on the radio, man. Like you're great. I, I, I listen. I'm a Rangers fan, but Rick is. You know, when he talks Islanders, cool. I get it. He got drafted. That was the team. Whatever. But uh, him talking baseball. Because people don't know, Rick actually wanted to be a baseball player, not yeah, a hockey did. player. Yeah, he did. And then it, he loves, he has a passion for basketball. I sometimes feel like his favorite day is when he took BP with the Mets, bro. I think that's like his Probably. favorite day. And he talks about how he became a Mets fan. So it wasn't like he was born a Mets fan like me. So it kind of gives me some validity. That's why, and we got the same name. So Rick, Rick, you know, I kind of like, I love Dave. He's a Giants fan, and I kind of feel like, that's what my brain does when the Giants lose, but I don't actually do it. <laughs> but I'm glad there's someone that does it for me. 
Um, but you know what? You get a little entertainment value out of it because at least you could say, bro, at least I didn't do that. Mm. I could bring that back to my life. I used to, I used to think I was a bad loser as a kid, man, because like like when, when like certain teams would mm-hmm. lose, like when the Knicks lost like that one series oh, to the Heat, like I, I was mad, bro. Like I tore posters down and stuff. But you know, I was a teenager. Like I, again, I, I cried. I, like I was upset. John Starks, nineteen ninety four, cried. Like that was hard baby. to accept. That was hard to accept. Because game six, he was he was on it. He he was on it, and I still think that Hakeem fouled him on that last shot, bro. Yeah, I still he feel was that on way. it. And then if OJ wouldn't have did what he did, we wouldn't have to wait an extra two days to watch Game Seven. You're not here nor there. So you you work for MSG, you work for ESPN. Yep. Um, avid Rangers fan, avid Knicks fan, and you work for ESPN. Out of the two gigs, which one do you? Not that you favor more because I don't want you put I don't want to put you on record on that, but <laughs> you got to pick one out of the two. Man, that's tough because like they're totally different, mm-hmm. like totally different jobs. With the radio, it's you know we go off the cuff a lot and we do we're reacting to what's happening in real time of the night before, like you know or, or something stupid that uh, I said or or RJ said or Rick or Dave said, and and we'll have fun with that. When we when we're doing the MSG thing, you know it's straight it's straight business. We got a structure. We're gonna follow the games. I will tell you though, these past two years with MSG have been like the most fun, like doing work <laughs> I've felt in my life because the Rangers went on that one like insane run in the playoffs, and that they was have the last couple of years they've been yeah pretty decent. It, it, it sucks that they haven't like gone all the way, but like, the but, hump, but, but, yeah. but, like, but like some of those moments, like that game seven against Pittsburgh when Panarin scored that goal, but, like I was right there on ice level. And like, bro, like I can't even like describe to you like the building, like feeling like it was gonna explode when he scored that goal. Like that was crazy, and and that to me was like that was the best moment I ever experienced in the Garden until last year, Game Three against the Cavs, bro. Start to finish. Is this Brunson's forty something point game? Uh, I think it was that game. I I can't remember which one was the forty something. Was it was Game Three? Starks was sitting on that. Side no, because that, yeah, yeah, that was the one where every because everyone was there at, mm-hmm. at Game Three. Like ev- everyone was there. Mello was there. Starks yeah. was there. Stoudemire. Like, like, Stoudemire. Said like, <laughs> Knicks player, former Knicks player. Yeah. And then <laughs> next to Mello, it said Knicks legend. But like, um, but bro, like the building start to finish was was jumping, bro. Like that. That's like when when I was a kid and I would watch it on TV. Like though, that's, that's what, it, what it felt. That's what it felt like watching from home. Mm-hmm. Is like. So like I had a moment, man, and, and like and and I'm there, and like you know, Alan Hans over here to my left. Uh, we had my bad. Uh, you know, we had just people all around. I I saw Patrick Ewing, bro. I saw Patrick Ewing and his family. Like, bro, this is incredible. Like, this is what this is what it's supposed to be like. And like that that was incredible. Like, beat and and honestly, even game two against Miami because we won had won that one. Like that one, I thought like, man, this this could be special. At that point, I, could, I I thought we had them for a second. I really thought we were gonna take. So Miami. did I. I, I thought really in six did. or five we would have moved on, but and it was Milwaukee was not gonna go. Then whatever, yeah. So you're saying fan wise, MSG? Yeah, because man, the fan come, the fan. I can't help but like the fan come out of me sometimes when I'm watching those games because I'm fortunate. Yeah, I'm doing the job, but also at the same time, like bro, I was a fan of both those teams growing mm-hmm. up. Like I, I remember '94. I remember what that summer was like, and like, mm. like working up, like working in that building. Could've like had it stir, two it's, titles. But that like year. it stirs up like those old feelings. Like that, like that's why I fell in love with sports. At like, mm-hmm. like if you take if you really take it back then, like that was. 
that was a golden era for me, man, because I was watching the Knicks when the Knicks were battling the Bulls, the Rangers won a cup, the Yankees were were becoming good again, and the Cowboys were nice. It was good. I th- I thought it was my God given right to see all my teams win back then. It, was, I, it ain't been the same ever since. Though. <laughs> it's how it goes, man. But DNR that, that that speaks to your creative side, I guess. Yeah, because like it, you 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 get to do more. You get to have more. You know, like I said, like MSG is very structured. It's play by play. I got I got a pregame show and a postgame show to work with. But even that is like you know very structured. Hey, I'm on here from uh, Tom Thibodeau. He's got he's got this to say. I'm gonna hear from the other coach. I'm gonna hear from Brunson, Julius, and RJ, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be relevant stuff to the game. That's it. Like you know, I I, I can get creative, you know, with uh, a certain highlight or something like that. But it's 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 not the same. Like it's you gotta follow a structure for those type of things, and th- and that's not that's not because of, of the company or anything. That's just it's play by play. It's a totally yeah. different animal. When uh the the best way I can describe it is when you're doing play by play. Uh, and also the pre and post game shows. You, opinion can't enter the can't enter the fray Absolutely at all. Not. Like it has to be facts. every everything you say on that microphone. The game, like yeah. it's it's got to be the story of the game, and it's got to be factual. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't tell anything on there that's an opinion, mm-hmm. and that and that's that's the biggest difference between play by play and and what I do in the morning. What you do in the morning, let the opinions fly, man. Like like stand by what you say. Don't say stuff. I, I, <laughs> this is the, no not for no, This is my big problem with the industry today, man. Like people say stuff just to say it. Mm-hmm. Like like let's let's get a reaction. Like this is no. this, this is the first take generation, bro. And and like it drives me nuts, man. When I see somebody go on TV and say something that they know it, I know you know that's not true, bro. Like <laughs> Hollis saying, uh, they it was him and Shaq. It was mm-hmm. the one yep. and only time Shaq was on it. We had an argument about it. Hollis saying he believed LeBron was the greatest player of all time, and Shaq had just walked onto the set. And he was like, wait, what? He said it just because like, Shaq was there. He was like, hold on. <laughs> you are skipping Kobe. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with LeBron over Kobe. Yeah. And completely dismissed Kobe. And Shaq was like, yo. And this is Kobe wasn't hadn't passed yet. Kobe was still alive. And that's when he was like, and then he turns to Max. He's like, Max, how many finals Mike went to? How many rings he won? And Max Kellerman was like, six for six. Never saw game seven, yada yada yada. So all this, all, all the stats that people—it's uh, crazy that about. we keep going to to, to LeBron it's, and it's going to be the Jordan argument like for that, our that's, lifetime. That's like the go-to argument. For I just don't like man. the fact like, that people dismiss Kobe sometimes out of that. He argument. gets forgotten, man, and, and yeah. that that shouldn't be because Kobe was was that dude for a, an entire decade plus, man. And like a lot of people forget that because like Shaq was there for those first few titles, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think they can win with, without one or the other. Ton of guys. You look at the top players in the NBA now. Look at look at them Most all, bro. Most of them Mamba like, mentality. They're all Kobe guys. All Kobe guys. What what do you do when you shoot uh, at the wastebasket, bro? You shout Kobe. Kobe, like, exactly. Like so. Kobe. You don't shout. You don't shout MJ. You don't shout LeBron. Never you shout forget Kobe. This. Mello, my favorite player of all time. Right. Uh, besides Starks, Ewing, Mace, Oakley, Mello this year, this era. I always liked Mello. Mello was Nick. And there was a, a time where they were trying to change his game. And Kobe was like, Melo's a shooter, shooter, shoot. Melo doesn't need to change anything he's doing. He just needs to be mellow. And that's where Melo got that whole thing from, be mellow, from Kobe. And look, Melo, <laughs> that's not even that long ago. And he's one of the players that got damn. influenced by Kobe. Somebody just said, damn, I, I, I feel bad because I don't remember who it was. But somebody who was a Lakers teammate with Kobe had shared a screenshot of a text that he had, like mm-hmm. one of the – one of the last texts he had with him, and it's Kobe 
he's like shooting a fadeaway with like four Houston Rockets in his face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, bro, it was Ariza. Yeah, Ariza. it was it was Trevor Ariza. And something like, like, bro, you really shot this shot. And Kobe's response was like, all right, well, that's more opportunity for y'all to get the rebound, bro. <laughs> exactly. Like, need to hear that. So uh, I'm going to play. You guys do um, Cuddle Mary Trash right. on DNR. So game. we're going to play this right now. I'm going to do it with your host, though. Your, oh. your, 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 with, with, with your My colleagues. Coworkers. Your coworkers. So DNR and RJ. Cuddle Mary Trash. Rick. Dave, and RJ. Damn. And see, you best believe see. this is a clip we're going to send to them. Because, because here's where it gets dangerous. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I, I, I literally cannot. The, the show is not successful without either one of them. Okay. Anyone. <laughs> like, it's not what I, it I, is. I just so said it like, sounds yeah. weird without so, them. Um, so, I feel like the show really took off. When we brought RJ in, because it gave us a little, uh, little more structure and focus, and RJ does a really good job of of driving us, making sure that that ship stays where it's supposed to. So you're calling the new daddy, RJ. I think I'm marrying the new daddy. Ma Mary, like, I'm sorry, I think sorry, I'm Mary, marrying yeah, the new Mary. daddy. But to, to be honest, mm -hmm. uh, and you're cuddling. I think I'm gonna cuddle Rick because uh, I knew this was gonna be well, your answer. Well, well listen, I, I I think I've I think I've given this answer on the show before. <laughs> like, and again, I keep thinking it, and I keep like, can I give an, can I give another answer? But at the end of the day, I really can't. I you know, I I, I gotta cuddle Rick because of he's he's always keeping us on our toes, and and making sure that we're paying attention because if we're not paying attention, something's gonna slip by and we're gonna get taken off the air. So <laughs> I don't need I don't need those problems. Um, but like. He, he just brings an element that no other host that I've ever worked with rock brings. It's like, yeah, that, that rock star element. And I'm only trashing Dave because I know it annoys him. And we got NFL weeks, week one coming up, Giants, Cowboys. Yeah, we're looking forward to that for the seventh time in the last 10 years or whatever it's been. Like, so, so, so you, I, you're I'll, bringing I'm it a, up. I'm going to politely discard, discard it, Dave, as he likes to say. So Dave's not allowed to do it. So I'm going to put a friendly wager with you. Uh, We'll discuss the terms afterwards. All right. Whether it's monetary or not. Giants, Cowboys, you think your team wins and meets the spread first week? What's the spread right now? Cabo, can we look that up? It's probably I mean, it's, it's at the Meadowlands. So it's probably gonna I, be like, I, I, it's probably I be like three. Or I four. admire you and 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 and, and mm -hmm. I always I always like everybody loves Raymond. That's why I titled this episode that. Word? Yeah. Wow. So that's that's interesting, actually. That's so. What's home, your take, Mister Santiago? With the field, so they think they're even. Hmm. You, with no, you guys. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I, I swear. But, but here's the thing. I think the Cowboys are better, bro. With Tony you, Pollard. Not, the ball, not, it's not even about Tony Pollard, honestly, because like they brought in two dudes who I think like if they had these two dudes last year, I think they're a better team. Like if, if they had Brandon Cooks. And Stephon Gilmore on the team last year, I think they beat San Francisco, bro. Like, real talk, I think they beat them. Because last year, their number two receiver was Noah Brown. You know Noah Brown? Nobody the, the, knows the, Noah like, Brown. Noah Brown was a special teams ace for, like, five years. And that's like, he, he, was, he, he was a stud. You, you know the up back on the punt team, the personal protector, the dude that protects the punter? Mm -hmm. That was Noah Brown for, like, four years, bro. That was his job. And, it's like, he was the fifth receiver on the roster. Bro, he was the number so two receiver. Better receivers give... Dak, you, you think Dak's worth the money? I think, 
I, I think mean, having a receiver, on the radio I think before. having a second receiver that he can count on. Yeah, he had Michael Gallup last year, but Michael Gallup couldn't run routes, bro. He didn't trust his knees. Like, he was coming off the torn ACL, and, like, that happened in January. You know, like, usually you need a year plus to get, to get right. He, he came back in, like, eight months, something like that. So, like, he never really was trusting his knee right. He supposedly looks better. This but is now Ray's Gallup, opinion on the Cowboys. But Gallup is your number three receiver mm. now, right? So, so that's – well, I'll stay on offense. Why, why, why I think they're better. I love Zeke, bro. I think, I think Zeke is, was an excellent – Protector, I think he was their back. personality. Yeah. I think he was no, the Cowboys. No, th- nah, I'm not, not that. He was the Cow- no, I think you think Cowboys, you no. think Zeke. Well, you, you, you 2016 and 17, you would have been right. Mm-hmm. Maybe even 2018. But, like, I think over the past two years, like, Dak has been, like, the more, more the forefront of the team. And you kind of see that in the race. Again, coming. guy I can't stand and watch on TV, but I respect. He came back off. We injured him. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> came back off the injury and... He's just going so, about it the right way. So, so they got Brandon Cooks. With mm-hmm. at- aside from being a proven number two receiver now, mm-hmm. uh, the dude got speed, bro. He got jets. And Still, you think he's he's only twenty nine years old, man. He's only twenty nine. Kind of old so, for so a receiver, though. Th- but but see, here's the thing: he's not a number one. C. D. Lamb is the number one. Of course. So so he, uh, having that as a number two, Gallup is now your number three. They got this. Watch out for this other kid, Jalen Tolbert, the kid they drafted last year. He he got he gave them nothing last year because he wasn't he wasn't ready to contribute. He was out of Southern Alabama. They used a third round pick on him, so that was kind of disappointing. Bro, he's had an outstanding training camp. So he's your number four. Mm-hmm. So you you good at wide receiver now. The offensive line is healthy for the first time in like two years. So now if they lose one of those guys, come they back to come back to me. They resigned Martin. They resigned Martin's back. Tyron mm-hmm. Smith is back. They they got everybody. Like, now, if they lose one of those guys, I don't feel good about the backups. Like, I have a different conversation with you mm-hmm. because, like, I I worry if they got if they got to deal with that. And offensive linemen do get hurt. That's that's for real. Defensively, the second corner last year was was Anthony Brown, and he was a hype. But like, anytime somebody was really getting beat, it was him. Even though he was in position, he just wasn't big enough to make plays. Stephon Gilmore. That that's a Hall of Fame player right there, bro. Like, and even if even if he has lost a step, and I don't think that he has, like for another year or two, he he's probably like the most cerebral corner in the game. Like he knows what dudes are doing when they line up out there. So to have like somebody you can rely on as your second corner, mm-hmm. again, I don't need an all I don't need an all world player there. I just need somebody that, that 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 can cover that can do his job. Mm-hmm. And and they didn't have that last year. Again, at the at the second corner or the or the second receiver. I feel a, like a lot better. Like if I look at like the roster, linebacker, defensive line, like I don't see like where they're like real weakness. Usually you can look, you look at a team, you say, "All right, their weakness is defensive I, tackle." I got your or, weakness. I'll tell I, you right now. All right, you bet. You He's not on the it. field. Who's that? The kicker? Nope. Head coach. See, here's the thing about Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Mike McCarthy guy. I am not a Mike McCarthy guy. I didn't like the hire. I didn't. I. Mm. I don't like his clock management. Um, and I think I think he gets a lot of shit because he's he's kind of he he's kind he's kind of goofy looking sometimes. Yeah. So I think people kind of get on for that. Um, what's the difference between Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton? Can you tell me a difference between them? I'll tell you the difference. Sean Payton, when his offense is going, they're always on on. Sean Payton's always had a high powered offense. Mike McCarthy. McCarthy's had a high powered offense barely, every year. Barely, and I don't think. He doesn't – the points – They score 30 points a game, man, when Sean the quarterback's puts, healthy. I don't Sean like. Payne puts points on the board. McCarthy, I don't think points on the board. And I'm going to give you my score. I uh-huh. think it's 23 – no, sorry, 24-21 Giants week one. 
And I think the Giants get around 9, 10 wins this year. 28 to 20, Dallas. 28 to 20. 28 to 20. And, and, and here's why. I think the Giants are better. I think they've, they've gotten some weapons for Daniel Jones. Uh, not I, good enough. I think not, one not more, good enough. I think um, one more player. You, you get a, you got a great defensive coordinator in Wink Martindale. You got mm. you got great pieces on your defense. You traded for Made Isaiah a good Simmons. Trade today, yeah. Like that's listen, that's a seventh rounder. Like even if he totally is a bust, that's a hell of a trade. That's yeah. a good trade. Joe Shane's a good GM. Mm-hmm. Brian Dayball's a good coach. I like Brian Dayball a lot. I hate that y'all have him. <laughs> like when 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 they traded when they signed um McAdoo, when they brought in uh, oh, what's, even, what's, uh what's his name? Uh Sherman uh, from Minnesota. Or uh, what's his name, Joe Judge, or like, like yo, yeah. I laughed because when they when they made these hires, bro, because like, yo, that, that like that dude, like uh, the Giants hired this dude, that dude. I kind of thought Joe Judge brought them in the the right idea and ideology. I just didn't think he didn't execute thought, anything. A lot of people got excited by his press conference. I'm a, you, you know who was all over like Joe Judge, like right Pat away. Sherman like, did right a away, better job. But than look, him. Look, you know who was like all over like Joe Judge opening press conference. This dude's a clown. Like you know who was all over that. RJ was all over that, bro. He, he said was? he said Joe, this dude is a clown, bro. <laughs> like like the Giants are gonna wish they didn't hire. He was a hundred percent right on we that. We got bro. it right like, now. Like, Brian Dayball's the like, coach you, to have. You 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 got a good coach. That being said, bro, I still like. Your offensive line, the tackles are good. Yes. Your offensive line, y'all got a soft little middle I'm not of percent sold line. on Jones. And, and I'm and our tight end is often injured. And 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 not for nothing, we're still gonna score points. Like, okay, like, like y- y'all y'all made your improvements on defense. We're still gonna score points. Like, like I, you, I you, you're gonna be able are you gonna be able to score points with us? Our defense is good, bro. <laughs> I think we win the first game. I don't. I, it'll be a close second mm-hmm. when we play again, but I I do think um, we do make the playoffs. We don't win the division, so that's why I said like nine, ten games. That's why Real I talk. see it. This is not me being a fan. And if you listen to if you listen to what I was saying mm-hmm. last year as a Cowboy fan and the year before and all that stuff, I w- I was always going into the season like eh, I don't feel good. Something's like off with the team. I don't feel good that like we we don't have good interior defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Last year was the second receiver. Last year was the second corner. They lost Tyron Smith for a while. Like, I, I had real problems. And I was scared of that San Francisco matchup. And with good reason. They lost to them both times. Like, so I, I ended up being right. This year coming into the and, – and y'all can mark this, and it'll, it'll probably – maybe it come back to bite me in January, bro. I think this is the best team they've had since the 90s. Better than the 2017. Really? I think this is better than the 2017. For real. Top to bottom? Because, again, I, I don't see where the real weakness is. Like, yeah, we can talk about uh, McCarthy, but, 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 like, is he really that much of a weakness? Like, is he a, is he a great head oh. coach? No, he's not a great head coach, but, but, he but, he's a, but, but, but he's a good head coach. Again. He's decent. Here, here, here's, here's, a, here's a thing for you. He won a Super Bowl with Rodgers. He, he, yes. won, he won a Super Bowl. But, again, Sean Payton won a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. So, um, but he, he did something last year that no coach in Dallas did since Jimmy. 12 wins back to back. That, that hasn't happened. That's not a thing that they've done. So he, he he's I mean, consistently The Cowboys have winning. had an amazing defense and a great offensive line. Right. For years now. No, 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 no. They, they've had a good defense for two years. And the offensive line, I'm going to tell you right now. The offensive the, line the has offense, always been no, one of their strengths. No, though. no. The offensive line was – the last time the offensive line was a strength was 2018. When Travis when they lost Travis Frederick, it all fell apart. That, that offensive line has been str- – like not struggling, 
but they've been average like at their peak. They've been average. Zach Martin's still a beast, but like if you when you didn't have Tyron Smith at the left tackle, it was it was a turnstile yeah. over there. The center Travis Frederick was a great center, and he got sick and he, and his career ended. Like they they almost didn't know what to do when that happened. And again, it caught them by surprise. The season they've been trying to replace him forever. Tyler Biotis, he made the Pro Bowl last year, but I don't think he's like that dude. But he's good enough. You could you could win with that. It's like uh, across the offensive line, they're solid. That's not a great offensive line. They do their jobs. So where they do they finish this year? Dallas, I think if if so everything they got what it takes to beat Philly, because I think yes, Philly's a team. One hundred percent. One hundred because they have what it took to beat Philly last year, even last year. Philly got talent. Philly got t- talent everywhere. I think Philly's talent. got everywhere, all three sides mm-hmm. of the ball. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. But Dallas beat them. Dallas did beat them. And again, I don't want to hear about like, oh well, Jalen Hurts didn't play that game. Yeah, well, Dak Prescott didn't play the first game. And that game was close in the third quarter. I know man. you're not comparing Dak and Jalen Hurts. Why not? Why not? <laughs> talk talk to me. Why not? <laughs> talk My to me. knock on Dak Prescott mm-hmm. yep. has always been his mm-hmm. arm, and he's not a pocket passer to and, me. And, and so what is Jalen? Jalen threw the ball in the fourth Jaylen's quarter less than anybody last year, bro. Yeah, less than anybody. In the fourth quarter, you yeah. want to run. You want to kill the clock. Right. right. He, he, he's a great runner. I don't, I'm not, I'm not Jaylen, convinced that Jalen Hurts is, is a great quarterback. Jalen has more. Runner. To me, he has more talent. And I hate the Eagles. Has more talent than Prescott. He's a, be, he's a better athlete than Dak Prescott. Prescott might be that. the better person because he's obviously. No, Jalen Hurts is a, is a great person. Great person. No, but I, he's I, a good dude. Dak's character is unquestionable. The NFL. I think Jalen's is too, but again, like Dak Prescott, you're right. He just won Man of the Year, and that that's that's not for nothing. Yeah. But but I, I'm not convinced. I've I, never I, thought I he Jaylen was Hurts. the top. Everything quarterback. Bro, everything to that me. they said about Dak Prescott after year three, year four was was that oh man, he's carried by the talent around him. Yeah. How come we don't say that about Jalen Hurts? How come we don't say that? That it's offensive line in Philly's better than any line that Dallas ever had. Way better. He's just he's the talent. Jalen Hurts. Is the He's a bad man. He's a bad man, but why? And, but why and, and is he? I, I, why gonna, is he a bad man throwing for twenty two touchdowns? He's more than Dak Prescott. Gonna, I, uh, well, Be- I, because because he played the Giants in the playoffs and the 49ers <laughs> with no quarterback. That's that's how we I feel. I think he's gonna end up with a Super Bowl. Look, or two bro, let me tell you, if, if he, Dallas if Dallas got to play if Dallas got to play the Giants and the 49ers with no quarterback last year, that would have been them in the Super Bowl too. That would have been a lot of teams that would have been in that Super Bowl. They, but you gotta get past yeah. Pat Mahomes. Well, they, they probably wasn't. And you know what? The Eagles didn't either. So it's all good. It's all good. So uh, last question. Um, if you weren't producing for ESPN or MSG, what would be – you said you did – Damn. Because I did almost everything, man. <laughs> like, as side jobs growing up. I did um, – what, what, What's your, like, hidden passion? Like, if you, if you weren't producing – I know Rick, Rick, Rick DPH is going to love this. If you weren't producing sports radio talk, what would you be doing? I wasn't producing. What would I be doing? I'd probably be doing some like video editing or something, man. Because I I went to school like for broadcasting. So and in so, films like, or and, uh, no, no, probably television? like tele- like television production, like like that that sort of thing. Because like I said, I worked at NBC on Everybody for Loves bit. Raymond. No, nah, <laughs> not, not that type of stuff. Probably like news production or something like news? that. News, like like really? you know, like um, because I had a lot of pe- I went to school with a lot of people who like work across the industry in newsrooms. Mm-hmm. I know people. I I went to school with people who are reporters now. Mm-hmm. Uh. People who are editors, directors, like mm. you know, it's it's it was always an industry. I ended up in radio because that was I did an internship when internships were still a thing. Mm-hmm. At it still is. It's very valuable to do it. It's something you can put on the resume. Man, I feel like nobody does that anymore. But though. they like, should. They yeah. should. They should. 
Right. No, but nobody wants to work for free. There's a different. There's yeah, but when you're in college, yeah. what alternatives do you have? You get mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. You're in the industry you want to yeah. work in. So, so I did like promotions, like mm-hmm. back when ESPN was 1050. I did some. St- I did promotions for. Do you remember PLJ, 95.5 that station? It was like a. I, w- I don't even want to say like a top 40, but they were like a contemporary. Like they played like Bon Jovi and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so I did like promotions stuff. I drove the truck like. Oh, like a street like team, like street team. Like that, that, yeah, that, yeah. Exactly. That's that, that's the stuff I was doing. So I did that until like the the part time opened up at ESPN, and I just kind of took that opportunity and and ran with it. And uh, so, yeah, man, I'd probably be doing something in the in the broadcast industry. Probably not radio. Like again, I just kind of fell into it. And like when you're good at something, you not hosting. Doing, yeah, in the front of the you mic. Know, you know what's funny, man? Because I I always you're getting up, real comfortable I with thought, it, right? <laughs> no, because I always thought that I would end up hosting at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I just be I be just became like focused on, I guess life gets in the way, man. You're just trying to focus on trying to keep working and, and, and making be the as best much at and, what and, you and do. be the best at what you're doing. And not for nothing, I feel like and not sound cocky. I feel like I'm pretty good at my job. But cut that, <laughs> cut that clip right there. I, I, no, I, I do feel I'm nice. Like yeah. like uh, again, I, I get that. like it. It's it's not just like pushing buttons and and mm-hmm. turning mics on and stuff like that you got to you know how to create an atmosphere well, like your coworkers say it on the t- all the time yeah. they praise you for what you do for everybody that's why that show is so great everybody brings an element to it and together you know that's why you guys the four horsemen and all that stuff together it's like what the other day was in uh it was Dan Graza and uh it was like last week it was Dan Graza and um uh What's the name of the other co-host? Well, we had we had Pat O'Keefe do a couple shows. We had no, it wasn't uh, O'Keefe. Rick, was Rick did a couple, and uh, um, it wasn't. It was uh, what was his last name? Gordon Damer, maybe. Damer, yeah, Gordon Damer. Damer. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I like Damer. He was okay, but it was him and Graza, and I was like, you know, this this ain't the same without. You know, Dave and Rick, you know, I, yeah, I get to hear RJ and Ray every once in a They're while. They're probably too similar to each other. It's probably like if, if you got two hosts that are too similar to each other. Well, they did an hour like, and 20 minutes yeah. on how bad the Yankees are. Well, unfortunately, that's, that's just like the talking point you keep coming back to, bro. Like, it's, it's tough. It's tough watching the Yankees. I'm, I'm, I, I gave up on them. I told them, bro, I hope they lose every game so that people start getting fired. Although wow. based ba- based on things I've been hearing, maybe not. Maybe that's not going to be the case. <laughs> well, you, they'll get fired, but they get replaced with the same person, just different. Right, name. they keep it in the family. Mm-hmm. And I feel that like that was the thing that I said, like that the Cowboys and the and the Yankees were very similar they in are. that aspect because they like, share because, uh, because business because, together. Yeah, they do, do you share know that the, uh, the Empire Sports, the hospitality? The hospitality, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, like they're very about keeping it in the family mm-hmm. and. And they they say that their goal is to win championships, but really the goal is to stay competitive. And they and they're two winning teams. Mm-hmm. Like the Cowboys win a lot of games, the Yankees win the Yankees a, lot won of games, a lot of games, and they make the playoffs a lot. Mm-hmm. But then like when it gets to the playoffs and they lose, like, eh, well you know listen, the playoffs is a crapshoot. It's you know so like, like you can't win the championship all the time. But like the like, best thing Dan Graza said was the Yankees were a championship or bust. Used they to haven't be. been championship or bust for the last. And by the way, that's not that's not anybody saying, "Oh, we need George back." No, we don't need George back, back. man. We just, just need we need good we need good analytics no, and spending on the right 
people, man. Like, like we don't need to go like, oh, throw money at each and every free agent. No, that's no. not. That's not it. I like, think they need a little bit of everything. They need better mm-hmm. scouting, better 100%. minor league system, one hundred percent smarter spending. Everyone talk about, oh, what they're looking at the analytics too much. Like it ain't even the analytics. They are. Every, everybody does the analytics. The problem they is are. the problem is the analytics team is ass. That's, yeah, they that's are. the problem. They they don't use the analytics in the way that it's supposed to. And Everyone I, I uses a- analytics. I don't think Boone has a final saying on on things. That's a problem. But, but that's baseball now. The, like managers, like they're ju- they're there just to like. I think Buck the, the, with the Mets, he has. But, he can read but, but, the numbers. But Buck is old school. Buck is old school. Yeah, but like, I think and they, Aaron that. Boone is a third generation player, mm-hmm. right? You should let him trust his gut. I think there's moves that Aaron sometimes in game. Decisions he wants to make. I don't even got a problem with his in-game decisions. I don't even think Aaron Boone is that bad a manager. I think he's to, a to be good real. manager. Like, I, I think I like if him. you let yeah. him mm-hmm. manage a little bit more old school, balance it with the the analytics team, got to go completely. <laughs> You'll be better off. And then the Yankees, they had the baby bombers. What happened? They traded them for uh, Josh Donaldson, <laughs> them boys. Oh, it's like what a bad trade that was, bro. <laughs> Rick, I'm Rick. Ray, see, I'm already. Ray, I want to thank you for coming on the yeah, show. Yeah, man, thank you for going with that. This was, this probably, was a lot of fun, man. I like, would love to invite you back. So it's probably the first of many of you, except um, Cobb is looking at me like, okay, we're, we're close to the end here. But uh, you can listen to him and Rick and RJ and Dave from 6 to 10. 6 to 10. Monday through Friday, ESPN Radio. And if you can't listen, then man, we on pod- we have podcast. podcast, Spotify, yeah. you, you yeah. ESPN New York app. We got Ray Santi on Instagram, Ray Santi on Twitter. I, I really do appreciate you yeah, coming man, down. And oh, we didn't even get to the coffee. Oh aspect yeah, well, of that, we we do have the family coffee here, right there. So that's the Cafe Carisal, Carisal, which is named for the uh, the village where my mother grew up, up in the mountains in uh, uh, San Jose de las Matas in the Dominican Republic. Uh, that that coffee literally grows on the property that that my grandmother's house is at my 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 mother's mother in this case the hat is uh my great grandfather's hat papa arturo uh on the back label you you got a little bit of the story there but uh we we've been growing that coffee for like a century and, and this, this is like is the, the first time we brought it to the states this is the coffee that you ray doesn't do many videos but he did a video about this coffee <laughs> on his ig the macho man yeah so uh We'll we'll try this out. We'll probably enjoy it. But thanks for stopping by. I really do appreciate it, Ray. And uh, thanks for talking sports with us. Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate the hospitality. This was a lot of fun. Dave Rick, he's coming for your job. We'll see you guys next week.